0: Have you ever thought about working for another voice actor's business to provide the means to grow your own voiceover business?
1: You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. This
0: episode of the podcast is sponsored by Vocation Conference. They are going to Mexico, all-inclusive resort. This is going to be crazy. Among the speakers. Dave Finoy, Tina Marasco, Everett Oliver, Maria Pendolino, and Tracy Lindley. You can find out more about Vocation Cancun happening in February 2023. Visit the website at vocationconference.com. That's vocationconference.com.
1: Hi, I'm Karin Gilfrey, co-chair of the Vocation Conference, and this year we're all heading down to Cancun. Vocation is the only conference completely dedicated to the business side of voice acting. You'll learn all about running your voiceover business like a pro with experts like Dave Finoy, Maria Pendolino, Tracy Lindley, Tina Marasco, and so many more. And the best part Vocation Cancun takes place at Moon Palace Cancun, a top rated, all inclusive resort. We hope you'll join us and take your business to the next level. For more info, visit vocationconference.com.
0: The Vopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck.
1: Not as funny as Conan, not as cute as Seth Myers, not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOPreneur.
0: Hello and welcome to the Everyday VOPreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOPreneur. You know what we do here? Actionable, practical advice every week designed to help you grow your voiceover business. If you're listening and learning, can you do me a favor? Can you post it in your Instagram stories and tag me? It's at... Mark Scott, I'd love to know that you are listening. So what if you had the opportunity to grow your own voiceover business by working for another voice actor? This is something that a lot of people probably don't think about, but after hearing the story from the voice actor in this episode, it's something I think a lot more will think about. Building a voiceover business takes time, patience, and perseverance for sure. And having a supplemental income while you're building your client base, that can be a lifesaver, a business saver even. And for some folks, that comes in the form of a day job, working 9 to 5 at a job, growing your voiceover business on evenings and weekends. But what if there was another way to generate income, a way that offered a little bit greater flexibility, a way that still had you connected to the voiceover world? What if you could work for other voice actors on the side? And that is exactly what my guest today has done working as a VA for three top-tier VOs while building her own career. To tell us all about it, welcome to the show, Miranda Ellis.
2: Yay! Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting.
0: This is going to be really good because I think that it's something that a lot of voice actors don't even think about, the possibility of being able to do this. And so some of them are in other survival jobs that they hate or they can't wait to get out of or that don't offer them the flexibility that they would like to be able to have to be able to pursue voiceover. And so working as a virtual assistant, it kind of checks off all of those boxes, giving you that freedom and flexibility, right?
2: Yeah, totally. I totally recommend it to everyone who's just starting out or even some people, you know, who are established but need that little bit of more reliable or more steady uh, line of income because we all know voiceover can be a little bit of a roller coaster sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yes, it absolutely can. So, Lo, look, first things first, before we get into all of this virtual assistant talk, Mm -hmm. where is the best dessert in Boston? Because I read that you, you, this is like a, a mission of yours in life. And so, the next time that I'm in the city to come and see the Red Sox, I want to make sure that I don't miss out on the best dessert in Boston. So where do I got to go?
2: OK, well, I'm a huge ice cream fan. Like, I, ice cream is my go-to all the time. And my favorite ice cream place, the only place that maybe rivals this is a place in Syracuse, New York, which is very random. But um, my favorite place is J.P. Licks.
0: OK, J.P. So, Licks. I will, yes. I will put this on the list. As a place that must be visited at some point uh, when I when I get to come back to the city,
2: again. and and there's one that's very close to Fenway, so perfect.
0: All right, so let's get a little bit more of your story now. You've you've studied vocals, songwriting, and the music business at the Berklee College of Music in Boston, right? Yeah. H- hence the Boston connection there, obviously. <laughs> Tell us the story of how that turned into Miranda, the voice actor.
2: Sure. So I went to school for music. I studied business and songwriting, like you just mentioned. And after graduating, I moved to New York and I actually worked at a talent agency. I worked at United Talent Agency and I was a contracts administrator, which is very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fun. Yeah. No, it was it was definitely like one of those entry level jobs, but I was just above an intern And I was essentially doing the same thing every Tuesday and Thursday and every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It was, like, the same exact thing. And I have a very creative brain, so it was kind of killing me. Right. Um, The company was amazing. I liked the people, but it was just, like, I, I didn't want to be an agent either. So it was kind of like I was in this position where I was like, do I want to continue doing this or do I want to change paths? And so... I had the opportunity to move back to Boston and live with some family while I figured some things out. And I just started like doing kind of some other things that weren't music related just because I had done so much music for the last like five years. It was like, okay, maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna try something different. So I took right. an acting class at Boston Casting and there they had like an a flyer that was like a voice acting class and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a singer. I have all the recording equipment from school. This sounds really exciting. And so I took the class and I was like, this is awesome. Like, I just immediately was like, oh, I would love to do this. And so, but then, you know, life gets in the way. So it was kind of one of those things where I was like, I'm going to do this someday. (laughs) Um, And so I ended up doing odds and ends of jobs for a while. And then... I kind of... I It was, like, a few months before the pandemic, and I was like, this is going to be my my full-time thing. I'm going to only focus on this. Right. And then the pandemic happened, and pretty much everyone in the world was like, me too. <laughs>
0: That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't think most of them are around anymore. So you, you're you still yeah. here. So you've got that going for you. You are a, a survivor story.
2: I'm a survivor, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then I... I was like, I really want to make this my thing. And I had been, for the last couple years, I had been babysitting, I'd been dog walking, I had been running the social media accounts for a couple different local bands, and then I was doing marketing and social media for a local wedding band. So I had kind of been in the work remotely, doing kind of these admin things for a while, and then crazy enough, I listened to Mark Scott's podcast.
0: Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is where (laughs) the story starts to get good. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And, um, And I heard Bridget Real talking about her experience as a virtual assistant and hiring a virtual assistant. And that was really kind of the first time that I Like, I knew what virtual assistants were. I was already honestly kind of doing it for these bands. Right. But when I heard her talk about it, I was like, oh, my God, I could do that. Like, I would be good at that. And it would still be keeping me in the industry while I was, like, building my own career. So that's kind of how I got here.
0: (laughs) I got to tell you, when when you got to the part of the story where you're like, I heard about this voiceover class, I'm like, how many careers have started and crashed and burned as a Right. I heard about this voiceover class in the paper. I saw this random flyer for a voiceover class taped to a hydro pole. One of my friends told me about their mother's grandma's daughter who's running this great voiceover class. But you actually managed to do it and, and get it to work for you. So you know, I congratulations yeah. on that.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it took a little bit, but you know, I got there. So.
0: So now you're you're. Building your own successful voiceover business, you've had an opportunity to work with some pretty cool clients, but you've also been working as a virtual assistant, as you mentioned. So, yeah, uh, just talk about this this whole concept of voiceover adjacent services. What is? Sure. It?
2: Yeah. So, voiceover adjacent services can be pretty much any skill that you have that a voiceover business might benefit from. So, like you know, you could be a social media editor or um, marketer, or you could do direct marketing for a voiceover business. You could do design stuff. You could do copywriting. You could do audio editing. There's like the list goes on and on and on. I'm Um, thinking
0: like, imagine how amazing it would be to have someone pay you to spend all day in their Canva Pro account. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: <laughs> that would be that would just be spectacular. I mean, I spend all day in my Canva Pro account now, but nobody's paying me for it. So it'd be nice to be able to do that for somebody else. And and so I, I love the idea of that, though, that there's because that's the other thing. I think we think like editor and right. that's about it. Maybe proofing an audiobook or something like that. But there's mm-hmm. so many more things to it because there's so many more different facets to running a voiceover business. Right.
2: Yeah, there's like so many things that you don't really think about, especially when you're first starting out and you're like, oh, I'm going to do VO. And then you're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to build a business. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so you mentioned graphic design. You mentioned marketing, social media. I mean, obviously editor, proofreader. What other types of work have you done specifically as a virtual assistant or what other types of services do you know of other voice actors offering to other voice actors for the virtual assistant services?
2: Yeah, so I can tell you some of the things I've done for sure. So me personally, I I don't really advertise, but I, I'm known, I guess, as a virtual assistant. So that to me and to a lot of people means that. I'm basically my client's assistant. So, like, anything that they are working on that they either don't have time for or they're like, oh, Marin, I really don't want to do this. Can you do this? You know, anything like that I will take on. So I have done a lot of direct marketing. Like, that's kind of my ongoing thing for a lot of people, which means that I will either be on their LinkedIn or I will be in their email. And we have ways of setting it up so that we share an email account so that they can see what I'm sending and I can see if they respond so sure. I know that that's covered that kind of thing. I've done I've set up CRMs for them. I've like I've put all their contacts in and I've labeled everything. I've done a lot of design work for social media posts and I I have also helped them like some of my clients present at conferences. So I've helped them put together their presentations and design wise, like make them look good. And, Mm -hmm. and I've, and the great part about my clients and every person is different, but they really appreciate my feedback as well. So like it has become over the years, like they want to know my opinion. And so I've helped them create things as well. So, um, oh, and I've also done like holiday gifts. I've helped them with, you know, like you want to send something to your best clients. I've helped right. them come up with ideas and then researched those and figured out the best ones and then completed that. Um, I've done a lot of lead generation. Okay. It, it's, a, it's a lot of different things, but essentially what I always say is it's like whatever they need taken off their plate that they're like, please, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, I can do this. So. I think
0: what's important to recognize here is There are certain things that only we as the voice actor can do. Obviously, nobody's going to go into the booth and do auditions or do recordings and things of that nature. And, you know, some voice actors want to make sure that they're handling all of their own email or that they're having conversations with all of their own clients. But there are a lot of other things that have to be done in the course of an average day for a voice actor that I don't specifically have to do. Mm -hmm. And by having somebody assist me in doing those things, it frees me up to be able to do more of the things that only I can do. But I want to know, apart from providing a a supplemental income stream or, you know, for some voice actors, it could become like a survival income stream, so to speak, while you're building your voiceover business and, and working on that client base. Are there other benefits that you get from working as a virtual assistant for established voice actors?
2: Yes, I will say probably my favorite part, like obviously making money is great. But my favorite part about being a virtual assistant is how much I learn about the voiceover industry, about different voiceover artists business, about how they're successful, like just learning, learning from by working from them. Sure. But also one of the things that I found so exciting and important was they've all become like these amazing mentors for me. So when I was first starting out in the industry, I was really like kind of searching for a mentor. I was like, how do I how do I find this? Like everyone right. talks about like, oh, you need to find a mentor. You yep. need to have somebody you can look up to and, and ask questions and, you know, all of that. And there are some amazing people who are willing to do that. But it, it, for me, it felt like I'm I'm the one being like, hey, can I ask you this question? Hey, right. I need your help. Hey, right. uh, can you, you know, and I, it was just like, it really felt one sided for me. And I was like, you
0: only I, want to do that so long before you don't want to cross a line or push boundaries or whatever, right?
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I didn't like feeling that way either, even though I knew they would be supportive and and kind, but it was just like, I don't want to waste anybody's time. Um, and so when I started working as a VA, I wasn't even thinking about that. But it just became that to where, like, I had a question about a job that I was maybe going to get hired for. And I was like, who do I ask? Like, I don't know who would know the answer. And and I I would just start messaging my clients. And they were like, oh, yeah, of course. Here, let me tell you how to manage that. That's you awesome. know, and it, it was amazing. And it and it still is. Like, we've become friends. And, you know, it's not always like that. Like, I can't speak for everybody. But right. sure. um, it, it that part for me has been, like, so valuable because it's not only helped me grow my own business, but it's like, you know, it's developed into something where I feel like I can trust these people mm-hmm. and I know that they'll give me the right advice or the best that they can. You know,
0: it's almost like the the whole concept of the Wizard of Oz peek behind the curtain, but I don't I don't mean it in like a nefarious, you know, kind of way where you're like sneak peek at what they're doing and steal all of their ideas. But right. to a degree, you do get to see how these pros are working how they're handling their business how they mm-hmm. want their business handled which if you're coming up i mean that kind of information and mentorship is completely invaluable because it i it just massively helps you jump the learning curve i'm assuming
2: yeah absolutely and and the the cool part too is that like once I started working for my clients, they're just so supportive and wonderful. But then it also like I didn't feel bad asking them questions because they right. were like, we need help with this and we need this. And and I was I was genuinely providing something for them that they found beneficial as well. And like, granted, yeah, they're paying me, too. But it it, it really felt a lot more like mutually beneficial. And yeah, like I got to see the, you know, what the pros were doing. And honestly, that's like been amazing in helping me and make decisions for my own business.
0: It's like I I can I can pay for coaching and I can learn all of this stuff or I can have someone pay me to work for them and I can (laughs) learn all of this stuff. And there's definitely something to be said for that. The use case for video is pretty strong. Basically, the whole entire world at this point is watching digital video and they could be watching that on YouTube, TikTok. Instagram Reels, Facebook, video is taking over on LinkedIn. Bottom line, video is where it's at for your marketing. You need to be using video at least as part of your voiceover marketing plan. But if you have no idea how to use video as part of your voiceover marketing plan, I wanna help you with that and that's why I've created my newest free resource, 20 Video Ideas for TikTok and Instagram Videos. I know that this resource is going to inspire you to come up with some pretty great, fun and unique content that you can use for social media and as a form of voiceover marketing. You can get that free download now at MarkScottCoaching.com forward slash 20 video ideas. And that's the number two zero MarkScottCoaching.com forward slash 20 video ideas. Now, back to our show. Uh, Let's dig a little bit deeper into this whole concept of of virtual assistant, because I do think that there are some misconceptions around the idea. Um, Probably the most prevalent being that you need to hire somebody full time in order for them to be your virtual assistant. So let's talk a little bit about how that side of it works.
2: Yeah, for sure. So you definitely don't. (laughs) Um, I work for three different VOs, and basically the way I do it is I ask what they're looking for. Like if I'm interviewing with a new client, I'm like, well, are you looking for a certain amount of hours? Do you want to do project to project? Do you want, do you have a certain amount of money that you can spend? And I'll let you know how many hours that will work, you know? So I don't work full time. I work five hours. So it's not, it's not a lot, but it can be a lot if they need it because some, some VOs might need a lot more time. So it doesn't have to be full time. The other Amazing part. I guess it's like there's two best parts <laughs> for me. Right. It's Like one, one the the mentorship and education that comes with us, and then the other part is the flexibility because that that's is that's the big one,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. That is. I mean, it, which is the thing, right? When you've got what is the biggest complaint of voice actors who are starting out who are working a survival job? It's I'm at my job from nine to five. By the time I get home, you know, all the auditions on the casting sites are already done and submitted for. I missed out on all of those. I can't offer my voiceover clients fast turnaround because I'm not available all day or whatever. So having something that you can do that gives you the flexibility to do what you want to do,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: that's pretty invaluable.
2: It's awesome. Yeah. And the cool part, too, that I really love about, um, you know, the whole being a VA is like, ultimately, you can choose. It's like you're running your other business, right? (laughs) Like you've got your voiceover business, but you're also running your voiceover adjacent business. And so yep. you can determine what works for you. So like you might decide, I only want to do project by project basis, or I only want to do five hours a week, or I only want to do, you know, you can, you can decide that and you can either stick to your guns or you can be flexible. So you can go into an interview and be like, okay, I, you know, I would like to work somewhere between five and 10 hours a week. What do sure. you need? And then your client will usually have a pretty good idea of either how much time they need or what they can afford. And between those two things, you can figure it out pretty easily. And then, you know, some clients might need you to work an hour or two during business hours. But I found that most of my clients, like, I can make my own schedule. I don't have to, unless there's something pressing that they need done, I'll turn it around as soon as I can. But, like, for the most part, I do it all when I can or right. when works for my schedule. So
0: to take this a little bit deeper, because here another misconception. And we, we've now we know you don't have to hire somebody full time or you don't have to work full time hours as a virtual assistant. But mm-hmm. the other thing that I think confuses people sometimes is the idea of virtual assistant versus outsourcing. And I think those two words get used interchangeably, but they're they're not specifically interchangeable. So can you help us understand a little bit about what is the difference between working with a virtual assistant versus I'm going to outsource this project?
2: I mean, you can, there's so many different things you can outsource. And like Bridget likes to say, there are things that like, you know, you could outsource your laundry, really. Right. <laughs> like you could, you could hire somebody to do your laundry. And that's a form of outsourcing because then you don't have to do that. Sure. And that's getting your time back. It's somebody
0: to mow the lawn, shovel the yeah. driveway, right? It's all things that give you back your time. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. So that can be a bunch of different things. Um, and there is an overlap for sure. But vir- virtual assistant, um, especially from like what I do, is really just, you know, you're working pretty consistently unless you decide to do a, a project by project model, I guess. Sure. I would say. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, for me, I have worked for the my clients for multiple years now and I work for them weekly so I you know do any tasks that they need and I am really focused I mean we've developed really good systems so that I can do the work on my own and you know a lot of it comes down to trust and I know that a lot of people will especially VOs who are looking to hire are like Ah, how could you ever trust somebody to do that you know which I totally get I have
0: some I have some serious trust issues, and I've, I've had this conversation with my wife where, on one hand, I will start out the conversation by saying, I am so completely overwhelmed. There is no way humanly possible that I can do everything that I have to get done. My task yeah. list is never going to be completed. And on the other hand, I'm saying, I don't trust anyone to do this for me, so I'm just going to continue to suffer, which <laughs> is, you know, the, the, the struggle is real. Right. So you raise a really good point, though. How do you, as a virtual assistant, help a voice actor to trust you to hand over some of those projects that they would otherwise maybe assume it's just going to be easier or better for me to do this on my own?
2: Honestly, a lot of it will come down to like your first couple meetings just because you're getting to know somebody. And, you know, with my clients, we some of them I was friends with before they hired me. So I kind of already knew them. But just creating trust as a whole is, like, for me, it's it's proving that I can do it, right? So, yeah. like, maybe they're not comfortable with me doing something, but I'm like, well, let me let me try it. We won't, you know, send it out or we won't do anything with it, but let me just show you what I might do. And then, like, that builds a sense of, like, oh, wait, I know she can do this. And the truth is, like, you're going to mess up sometimes. Like, sure. that just happens. But luckily, everybody... I've worked with is, like, you're human, it's fine. And I think another part of it, I am so detail-oriented, like, I I pay attention to everything, I triple-check everything, and just having that, like, organizational and detail-oriented mentality kind of gives people a sense of trust just in that, like, oh, she's so on top of it that she's not going to accidentally, you know, send out things that are wrong. (laughs)
0: I'm guessing you can kind of graduate yourself into it, right? Like, yeah, maybe, maybe as the voice actor hiring the virtual assistant, I'm not going to give you complete access to my email inbox or give you the password to my CRM or, you know, set you free with access to my social media accounts right away. But maybe, like you said, write some emails and I look at them and I decide if I want to send them or not and we work up to it or have you prepare some social media content. And then if I decide that you're doing a really good job with it, ultimately I could maybe give you access or I'm assuming that you can do it that way, right? Yeah. Ease into it. I mean,
2: that's how, that's how my experience has been for sure. Like you start out with like some things you're like, okay, I feel comfortable handing these over. And then you just kind of see where it goes from there. And like with all my clients, we have either weekly or biweekly meetings. So we're talking and we're discussing like what they want out of, this relationship and what they need from me. And, you know, so you really get to know people and yep. it's much easier to trust somebody once you get to know them. And yeah, a lot of it is just like proof that you can do it. You know, <laughs> like yep. after, over time, you're I feel like people get more comfortable being like, hey, I need this done. Can you do it? Even if it's something that they might not have given over in the beginning. Now,
0: now I'm worried that it's going to rattle my ego when, when I get somebody to do some of these things for me that I swear to God, I'm the only one that can do them and nobody could ever possibly do them (laughs) as good as me. And then a virtual assistant comes in and does it awesome. And then I'm like,
1: I'm not as important
0: as I thought I was. I'm not as big of a deal as I thought I was. (laughs) Wow. So, okay. We we've talked virtual assistant. We've talked outsourcing. The other big pushback is always going to be about the money. Mm -hmm. And the assumption that I can't afford to hire someone to do this. And the argument that I have always made is as a voice actor, particularly if you're a more established voice actor, only you can be in the booth recording. And if every time you go into the booth and record and and maybe you don't turn your microphone on for less than three hundred dollars, and I know there are some that have numbers that are even higher than that, but. Let's just say you only turn your microphone on for $300 and you're recording one or two voiceovers every single day. If your day gets bogged down with all kinds of other tasks that are not you in the booth recording $300 voiceovers, you're potentially costing yourself money at this point because maybe instead of doing two of those jobs a day, you could actually do four of those jobs a day if you had the time to actually do it. So by hiring a virtual assistant, who might work for what. I don't know, 20 dollars an hour for you, maybe 10, maybe 50 depending on what they're doing, I don't know, but but the point yeah. is if that person that you've hired is working for less than what you can potentially make with your time back, then the math actually makes sense, right? That's that's how you figure it out and that's that's the use case for it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The equation that me, Bridget and Lynn have come up with um is that to figure out your ROI for something like this. Your ROI equals the current value minus the original cost divided by the original cost. So an example of this would be, say you hire somebody for $25 an hour and you have them do 20 hours a month of administrative tasks. So that gives you the time to focus on your voiceover bookings that say bring in a monthly income of six thousand dollars. And this mm-hmm. is like just completely arbitrary. Right. But, you know, but... that's like it's not a crazy number or anything. No,
0: it's so. not. Not at all.
2: Yeah. So if you did the equation, it would be the ROI equals that six thousand dollars that you could potentially make minus the five hundred that you are paying your virtual assistant divided by five hundred. And that will equal 1,100% return on investment.
0: It's a pretty solid return on investment. It's, it's pretty hard to argue with the numbers when you lay it out that way.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you can do it yourself, too. Like, you can – we always tell people, like, you know, it's ROI equals the current value, which is how much you would make monthly, minus the original cost, which is what you would pay your virtual assistant divided by the original cost which is what you would pay your virtual assistant and that's going to tell you how much you could you know save yourself <laughs> and and uh, how much is worth it
0: I think the other way that I've looked at it, and I I've, I've, I've had this conversation with voice actors I've had this conversation with myself before too when you when you're trying something new there's always that that fear that it doesn't work out right or I'm going yeah. to hire this person and it, and it's not going to work out so using that $500 number As, you know, assuming that you hire them for a certain number of hours over the course of the month at $25 an hour or whatever. Mm -hmm. The other question that I will always ask myself is if I invest this $500 and completely lose it, like the whole thing just doesn't work and it completely flops. Is losing that $500 going to sink me in my business? Now, for some voice actors, that's too much to lose. And that's fair. And maybe you're not in a position to hire a virtual assistant at this point in your career. But for other voice actors, I think... If you're a full-time successful working pro who's ready to scale up your business to a new level, the reality is you could probably completely lose $500 one time and it wouldn't end your business. But I think what you'll find is when you make the investment, you're always going to get a return. I've invested in so many pieces of software, services, hardware, all of these different things. We don't think twice about buying a new microphone or a new interface or all of these things because we believe that we're going to make the return on that investment. Right. This is this is how you scale your time. And when you scale your time, that's really the only way that you can scale your business, because there's only so much that any of us can do on any given day on our own.
2: Right. Right. And I I also think that even if you are starting out or you haven't really built up a strong career, maybe you're not making six thousand dollars a month, like there Mm -hmm. are still options to where you can can hire other people, you know. Like, I have hired lead generators to yep. get me leads. And, uh, you know... That was the I, very I'm, first
0: thing I ever outsourced was, was yeah. lead generation. Yeah.
2: And it's it's great. And that's something, you know, you can... Or you could do, like I mentioned before, you could do, like, a project-by-project basis. So maybe yep. you don't have a ton of money so you can't hire somebody to work for you five to ten hours a week. But, like, you might just really need help designing, like, a month's worth of a social media thing posts. Thing or... You know? Yep. And and yep. so there's, there's definitely options. And, and like you said, like... Sure. You might find that it doesn't work at all, but I don't know. I feel like most of the time you'll get a little something.
0: And that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that's the absolute worst case scenario. And I yeah. just don't see that that worst case scenario happening if, you know, you're doing your due diligence in, in the person that you're hiring. So you've mentioned a couple of times about this service that you've started with Bridget and, and Lynn, mm-hmm. VA for VO. Now- yeah. I want to make this very clear so there's no confusion. There are two different value propositions to VA for VO. One is for voice actors that are looking to scale their business. Mm -hmm. And one is for voice actors who are looking to earn a little bit of extra money with their voiceover adjacent skills. So Mm -hmm. let's start with that voiceover adjacent side. How does the service work for someone who is looking to become a virtual assistant?
2: Yeah. So we basically what we really wanted to do was create a community where we can help connect the, you know, people who are looking to hire VAs and people who are wanting to be VAs to people who need to hire them. <laughs> so you've
0: created a dating service for virtual assistants and voice yeah. actors It's basically you're like the, the Tinder Match.com or yep. Harmony or whatever of of voiceover adjacent services in the in that world. So that's that's basically what it is, right?
2: Essentially, yeah. So from a VA standpoint, basically what you'll do is you'll go to our website, you will sign up to become a member, and and then you'll fill out a form that essentially gives us kind of an idea of where your skills are. Mm-hmm. So it's super detailed. You know, we ask just the basic questions like what you might charge, um, where you're located in terms of like time zones, right? how many hours you want to work. And, and these are all things that can be changed. You know, like this is just like to give us an idea of what you're sure. thinking. And then it goes into what experience level you have on certain things. So we have listed things like Trello, Canva, like applications like that, um, Adobe products, that kind of thing. And are you a Mac person or a PC person? Basically anything we thought that could potentially be a match. A factor, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like something that, something that might come up. Um, Having
0: somebody that does everything in Microsoft Office when I am completely and wholeheartedly a Mac guy, that would, that would, could potentially create a conflict right so understanding all of these different tools and whatnot uh, again it makes it makes it easier to make a better match basically right
2: exactly yeah Yeah. so we have you list just kind of your experience levels and like what you want to offer so like you know if you're focused mostly on social media or if you want to if you want to do all kinds of things you want to do like lead generation you want to do marketing you want to do Mm -hmm. Social media, you want to do um, podcast help, you want to do uh, casting site updates. There's like, right. we, we've come up with a huge long list. Um, right okay. And then, so you can let us know what you want to do and what your maybe top three things that you want to offer sure. are. So essentially, you fill out this form that gives us as much information as we can get from you. <laughs> um, and then you become a member and you pay the membership fee. And then Our favorite part about the system is you have, as soon as you become a paying member, you have access to a bunch of different courses that we put together specifically to help you be a better VA. So it's, it's things like VA essentials. So just, you know, going over the basics of like what you want to talk about in your interview, um, you know, how you want to kind of make your business. Um, do you need contracts, NDAs, all of that good stuff. Then we have basic courses on Trello, Canva, lead generation. There's, there's loads of great information and that all comes with your membership. So we're really okay. excited about that.
0: I, I, I better clarify, too, because I can already feel Bridget typing a Facebook message to me. When I say it's like a dating service, what I'm saying is it is like a matchmaking service. I am not saying that they are going to connect you so that you can date your virtual assistant or, or date your voice actor. I just want to make sure I clarify that because I can, like I said, I can already feel Bridget. Yeah. She's she's already typing messages to me. But it is. It's a, it's a matchmaking service. Here's a VA. These are the skills that this VA offers. Here's yeah. a VO, here's the, the, the services that this VO is looking for, connection, maybe you're compatible, maybe you're not.
2: Yeah, we're a lot like um, the site Indeed. Okay. I could talk about the voice actor side as well, but they essentially are creating a job posting and we are helping them fill it. That's like... Well, let,
0: let's do that. Let's Let's talk okay. about the other side then. So on the virtual assistant side, big questionnaire, very detailed, helps get a truer picture of who you are what services you could offer, what services you would be interested in offering, which helps to obviously create a profile to, to better make a match. Yep. But then on the voice actor side, if you were looking to hire a virtual assistant,
2: yeah. so uh, as how's that voice, work? So as a voice actor, if you're like, I really need help, it's very similar to the VA side where you go to our website and there's a section for um, a voice actor if you're looking to hire. And then they will also fill out a form that essentially is, we call it a job posting because they're essentially, although it's only going to us, right? But like we call it that because that's essentially what they're doing. They're creating, like the they're giving us this information so that we can find out, okay, this is what they need and this is the person who's going to work best for them. So the, the voice actors have a one-time membership fee, whereas the VAs have an annual membership fee. Okay. But the voice actors, one-time membership fee, they... Fill out a form that's also pretty detailed. You know, it's like it has some of the same lists where it's like, what are you looking for? You know, social sure. media, lead generation, all that good stuff. Yep. And then once they fill out that form and they become a paying member, then we find who we think might be the best connection, and we send them three connections. Okay. And and they take that, and then we have no stake or anything in the rest of the process. So we are simply connecting people.
0: So that's where you're like an online casting platform where you just put voice buyer and voice secret together and then just get the heck out of the way. So voice actors and virtual assistants, they can negotiate their hours, negotiate their own rates and all that sort of stuff that's determined by the individual, not by the site.
2: Yes. So I do have to say we are not an employment agency. (laughs) (laughs) But we will get into a lot. We'll of legal speed that
0: panel. up so it sounds like a, a legitimate <laughs> disclaimer.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, we're not an employment agency, but yeah. So essentially, once we give them three connections, and you know, if they're not happy with, it, if they interview all those people and they're like, you know, it's I don't, I don't really connect with any of these people, then we will give them three more. Okay. So we really want we want to make it so that we make sure that the voice actors who are hiring VAs. Um, get the right person, but so far, nobody has even needed those extra three, so <laughs> it's been yes. really great. But basically, yeah, so once we send those connections, then it's up to the voice actor to reach out, schedule interviews, figure out who they're going to hire, anything like rates, um, you know, scheduling, that kind of thing. We have the time zones and how many hours people might want to work, but we don't really like. Ultimately, that is up to it's up the, to the individual. Yep. Yeah, up to the individual and how they want to do it. And then you know we don't take anything once you're connected. We're not a part of it. We just really want to facilitate okay. that connection in our community. Just so making connections.
0: Running a platform to make the connections. Yes, exactly. Okay. So I mean, to to bring it then full circle, if you are a voice actor who is wanting to build a full time business, but maybe you're not there yet or if you are looking for a little bit more freedom and flexibility that maybe your day job doesn't offer, you want to be able to create a a supplemental income. I think the big thing is if you're looking for the opportunity to maybe get some mentorship, not always a guarantee, but still a possibility that you get some mentorship and that you get to learn the ins and outs of how the industry works and how top pros are are running their business. Mm -hmm. This whole idea of voice over adjacent services i mean there there's a there's a lot of upside to that it sounds like
2: yeah i mean i've really really enjoyed my time as a VA. And like, and to be honest, like, as I get more VO work, I'm like, wait, no, I can't say goodbye to my VA. I I don't want, I'll miss it. I'll miss them. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good problem to have. So
0: then you ultimately, so this is where the circle completes then is because then you get to hire a VA to take over some of your services so that you can continue to have the time that you want to be able to be the VA for the, (laughs) for the other voice actors that you've been working with. And you don't want those relationships to come to an end, but it it does sound like a really smart way to get some income, some education, some knowledge, and some support as, as you're building up your voiceover business.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the one other thing I will say too is like, if you're thinking about doing VA work, I think one of the things that has really helped me... And put me in a like good position to where I have other people also asking if I can work for them. Um, sure. Is just like being really open to learning new things as well. Right. Um, which you know, our platform, we want to set you up with all of the things that you need to really. That's just where the
0: education component them. comes in, right? Exactly. Set you up for success. Okay.
2: Yeah, and but like for me personally, as a VA, there have been things where my VO will be like hey, I don't know how to do this. Can you figure it out? Yeah. Or do you know how to do that? And if the answer is no, then I'm like, yeah, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And like, it's something as simple as like going on Google, you know, researching. And, That's and what YouTube on... was
0: invented for.
2: Yeah. And it's been, it's <laughs> been it, the, the, the best part is that they're so impressed, right? When you come back and you're like, okay, I did it. And they're like, And
0: now you've got an you another skill it? that you can add to your to your resume for the, the services that you could ultimately be able to offer, creating Another opportunity for uh, for extra income.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So there's it's been a it's been a very wonderful experience and I would highly recommend it to anyone. So
0: if somebody wants to check this out, whether it's on the virtual assistant side, you've got voiceover adjacent services you want to offer. Or if you're a voice actor and you're looking to get connected with a a virtual assistant, uh, tell us where the website is and, and we'll get make sure people go and check it out.
2: Yeah, sure. It's v o dot com. So it's V-A-F-O-R-V-O dot com.
0: OK, we'll put that in the show notes so that people can look that up. Remind me again, what was the name of the ice cream place in Boston?
2: J.P. Licks.
0: J- OK, J- I thought it was J.P. I wanted to make sure. I I have missed. I have missed Boston. I love oh. that city. I have not been able to go since covid Oh, the Red no. Sox did not give me any reason to go this I year. Know. Yeah. So <laughs> next year, next year it's on my list. Okay. So then I'm curious, uh, maybe, um, do you do the lobster? Do, where, where do you, where, where do the locals go for lobster in Boston? Cause Ooh,
1: okay. I'm a,
0: I'm a Yankee lobster company, even though it says Yankee. And obviously I <laughs> can't, you know, it, it's hard for me to handle that as a Boston <laughs> Red Sox fan, you know, and totally yeah. anti New York Yankee, but that's where I go. Where do you go?
2: Okay, so quick, really funny story. All right, um, I'm from Hawaii, and okay. so I grew up like lobster was my favorite food, but we only ever had it like on special occasions. Sure, but right. in Hawaii, when you go to get lobster, you usually are at a hotel because it's a special occasion, and sure. they like lay it all out for you beautifully. It's like a tail, and then the lobster meat, right? Right. So that's what I thought eating lobster meant. And then I moved to Boston and somebody had got my mom and I like a gift card to like this local sea shack or something. And they handed
0: you a bib and crackers and you're like, what is going on?
2: They gave me a full lobster with like the antennas and everything. And I literally was like, mom, I can't do this. You have to do this. And it, so that was like, I was like, oh my God, that's, that's a lot. But... I mean, gosh, there's so many different places. Uh, Summer Shack is really good. Okay. Um, and then if you're looking for a lobster roll, Luke's Lobster, mm, amazing.
0: I think I've been to Luke's. Yeah. I think that's one of the ones that i fit. I Every time I go, I try to I try to find a different place and, and try, out a, try out a different one to see who's good. But I, Luke's yeah. sounds familiar. I think yeah. I have done that
2: one before. They should sponsor us.
0: There you go. I'm going to ask them. <laughs> All right, Miranda. Well, this has been so awesome. And I think that your story is a really great story because I do think that for that voice actor that's trying to get to that full time position, but just wants a little bit of extra support getting there, this might be the thing that makes that happen and gives them the flexibility to do it. So uh, the website again is VA4VO and that's F-O-R, not the number. So again, we'll put that in the show notes, but VA4VO.com. Thank you, Miranda. Thank you for sharing your story and for uh, helping us understand how this all works.
2: Thank you so much. This was awesome. And it really feels like full circle because I got into this because of you. So right on. Thank you.
0: Having a survival job to get yourself going when you're getting started in voiceover makes a lot of sense for a lot of voice actors. It's absolutely necessary. It takes time to grow a business. It takes time to build up that client base and to get that regular steady income coming in. But being able to work voiceover adjacent, so still being able to use your voiceover skills, hone your voiceover skills, but providing you with the freedom and flexibility as well as a supplemental income while you grow your business, I mean, that's a pretty decent proposition when you stop and think about it. So I hope that you'll check out the website vaforvo.com and find out more. And maybe you'll end up with a story very similar to Miranda's. If you've enjoyed this episode, can you do me a quick favor and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening and enjoying the Everyday Viopreneur podcast? I would really appreciate it. Also, don't forget to get the details on Vocation Cancun. This episode brought to you by Vocation Conference, February 9th to the 12th, 2023. Stay at the gorgeous, all-inclusive Moon Palace Resort and learn about the business of the voiceover business. To find out more, visit vocationconference.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on
1: the next one. The Everyday VOPreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. You have a great website, right? Well, make sure you host it at some place that doesn't suck. Hey, it's Brad Newman, fellow VO Pro for 28 years and owner of UpperLevelHosting.com. People ask why us, and that's simple. We make it easy, respect your time, save you money, and just make all the magic happen. You don't need to know all the tech stuff when it comes to hosting your website. We got you. Ask around tens of thousands of client interactions later and six years of amazing customer service and not a single negative complaint ever. Upperlevelhosting.com. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at Vopreneur.com.